0: Hey, welcome to the Knowles 24-7 Podcast. This is Brendan Sinone. Joining me today, Josh Newberg over Skype. Chris nee in person. He's cheery and in great mood. Josh seems like he's loose and limber after yoga, and we are here to talk junior day. Who's excited to talk a little bit of Cruton? Yay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Can't, I like it. I like the enthusiasm. Really make It's my... great to
1: be on the podcast with you boys. Good morning, Chris. Good morning, Brendan.
2: There. there Good morning, Josh. There's the enthusiasm. There, there you go. I like You're it. You're carrying the torch this week.
0: <laughs> All I right. got this. All right. So... Uh, to set the stage here, we're going to go into basically what Junior Day was this past weekend for Florida State, what they wanted to accomplish going in, what they ended up actually accomplishing. Get our two recruiting experts' thoughts on how the weekend went, and kind of do a rundown of the names that that stood out to us on the visit. So, uh, Josh, I'll, I'll kick I'll kick it to you. Uh, you said I think in the last podcast that going into the Junior Day that they wanted to get about, what was it, 10 to 15 takes on campus, guys that they would take commitments from, you know, sooner or later, uh, and it seems like they, they did more than that.
1: Yeah, they did a great job of uh, getting the guys on campus that they wanted. Uh, me and Chris counted, um, there was somewhere between 10 and 12 takes, and um, you know, when I was told before the weekend, like you said, they wanted about 10 to 15 takes and about 25 people on campus, I think they had somewhere in the range of like a dozen takes and maybe 30 on campus. Um, the, the the weekend overall just went really well. The pace of the junior day was great. The energy was great. The results were great. And, yeah, they got one commitment from a 2020 prospect. But I can I can guarantee you that they're going to add some kids to this 2019 class that were on campus this weekend. So, um it's just a part of the process, you know. It doesn't matter when they commit, whether they commit today or when they commit on signing day. It doesn't it doesn't mean or do any more or less. So I think the groundwork was laid, and um, just a great stepping stone for this class. You know, they're going to build off of this.
2: Yeah, I echo Josh's thoughts. They had three current commitments return: Quayshon Fuller, True Thompson, and Mike Morris. Always important to have commitments on campus, especially when they have to meet a new staff. But those guys also act as recruiters for you when you have kids on campus. And then they had a lot of guys that are top targets for them. Andrew Booth, very, very talented DB, most talented kid from a star rating standpoint. That was on campus this past weekend. They made a big move with him. John Dunmore, Dante Lucas, very talented receiver, very talented lineman. Got both of them in here. They, I thought they did a good job overall. I mean, one position that was a glaring absence was quarterback, but that's sort of because the state of Florida doesn't really have anybody they want. So uh, I
1: can explain that further. How go for it? it. So they didn't. The 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 plan was to not have any quarterbacks on campus, and the reason for that is a quarterback recruitment, especially when it's going to be their first one, is going to go a little bit differently. And and I'm not just saying this isn't my opinion. This is based on you know talking to some sources within the building but when you bring a quarterback on camp or let's take it back a step when you when you're looking at junior day and you got Walt Bell and Willie Tagger who are going to be the primary quarterback recruiters they're going to be able to spend 15 20 maybe even 30 minutes with the recruit face to face one on one at a time but they got to bounce around even Walt who is primarily the quarterback coach he's got strong ties to a lot of those kids from Georgia Um, A lot of those kids were there because he invited them. You know, he's got to spend face time with all those guys. He's also the offensive coordinator. So he's got to really spend time with all the offensive guys. The reason they didn't want to bring a quarterback in is because when you bring a quarterback on campus for a junior day, you can't really do all the things that you need to do with them, which is really get to know him on a personal level because you guys are going to be working so close together. Um, Get to know his family and also sit down and really dig in and watch film because at the end of the day that's going to be what sells the quarterback is going to be the offensive system so they didn't want to bring a quarterback in and only spend 15 20 minutes with them in a time and then jump around and then come back to them they want to bring these quarterbacks in to the point where either they can watch practice or they can sit them sit down with them for like an hour two hours and and really dig in and and get to know them so the there was i know um some people reported Sam Howell was coming. Sam Howell was never coming, and that was not the plan. He, you know, they didn't even talk about him coming in this weekend. It was going to be, it's going to be for later in the spring. So um, that was a coordinated effort um, in the way that they're going to recruit the quarterbacks moving forward.
2: Yeah, and to add to the targets that they're dealing with, Josh mentioned Sam Howell. Jaden Daniels is another one. He's from California. He's supposed to come in around the spring game. I think the plan is for a group of California kids to come together. I think they're going to spend a few days. Some of them are close to Woodbeat. They're coming to watch him play, so I think you might see Daniels do like a Thursday to Sunday type deal around the spring game. And then uh, Taysen, who I'm not even going to try to pronounce the last name until I have to. Oh learn God, it. he
0: better not have. He better not commit to Florida State. He, I mean, he's
2: supposed he's so to come pissed. in. I think spring or summer is the expectation, but there's not really a hard date. Good for Connecticut, it's, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm presuming that will be more likely a summer camp visit type kid. So. But yeah, didn't mean to get off on a different topic. But, you know, people always want to know about quarterback. And obviously, with FSU not signing one in 18, it's important in 19. There was none at the junior day. But as Josh thoroughly explained, that was kind of by design. Um, now, back to the guys that were there. You know, I thought they did a good job of getting good talent in at running back. You know, I'd say Trey Sanders is their top target. He wasn't in because he was at Miami Nike. But they had some guys I would consider backup target types. And mm-hmm. at receiver, John Dunmore was in. Josh talked to him for the exit interview. I'll let him kind of share what John shared. But he got offered. He's a kid they liked a lot. They kind of wanted to eye measure, see in person. and had the opportunity to do that. He got the offer. He's pr- very high on it. Mm-hmm. But I'll let Josh speak more on that if he wants to.
1: Yeah, Dunmore reminded me of one of those uh, Eddie Graham specials. When when Don, John Dunmore didn't have an offer, Um And Eddie used to do this really well. I'd ask him, well, does this kid have an offer? No, not yet, but we're recruiting him like he does. And up until this point, Dunmore had been recruited by FSU just as if he had an offer. Um, But when he came onto campus, like Chris said, they wanted to eye him up and and measure a few things. And once he got there, he was offered. um, On the exit interview, he said that Florida State was his dream school, um, that this was the – you know, he'd been waiting a long time for this, and he was really excited about it. He's going to be back – um, he'll be back on campus. He seemed like he was in no rush to make a decision. Definitely wants to check out some more places and do some more things. Um, but Florida State's in a real good spot for Dunmore if, if they do want him.
2: Yeah, another receiver I would mention is Dominic Hill. He came in. He's a 2020 kid from the Orlando area. They didn't offer him. They did speak to him, told him they want to see him more in the spring. He's a big, physically impressive kid. He's like 6'2 half, two hundred plus 200-plus pounds, real well put together. I think the question with him is going to obviously be speed. And that's something you want to see on the football field. He was a little disappointed to get the offer, but they did have conversations. There's been some groundwork laid there. Tight end spot, spot there wasn't anybody in. The only local that really could have made it was probably Keon Zipper from Lakeland, and he didn't show up. Um, Hudson Henry's probably the top target at the position. He's from Arkansas. He's the type of kid that if he's going to make the effort to drive down here from Arkansas, you're probably going to want to spend more than you yeah. know, six hours with him. On the offensive line, uh, again, I'll let Josh speak on it because he talked to him on the exit interview, but Dante Lucas, who looks like everybody's dad's dad, he, uh, he came away very impressed. Mom was with him. Uh, FSU's sitting in a really good spot there, and there's relationships that help kind of pave the way for FSU with Telly Lockett's ties to the family. Um, so FSU was in a good spot when he walked through the door. And when he walked out the door, he looked like a kid that, you know, had tossed around the idea of committing. Yeah,
0: Josh put him on the put him on the spot in the exit interview. Well, yeah. Uh, now in a, just, in a good way. A video.
1: I mean, that's kind of what we do with all these kids. You never – some sometimes we'll do these interviews and then we'll be like, all right, well, you know, we'll talk to the kid for two and a half minutes. We'll be like, okay, so where do things stand now? And they'll go, well, I committed. <laughs> You're like oh. – Okay, well, <laughs> let's redo this whole interview. So, a lot of times when they come out and they might have this smile on their face, you just ask, them, "Hey, did you commit?" His,
0: so, his response, and for people, you can go and check it out on rolls twenty four uh, seven. The the I don't know if you would describe it as maybe like a sheepish grin that that he gave, but there was definitely some pondering of what how to answer when Josh asked, "You know, did you commit?" Uh, he didn't say yes or no; it was more of a kind of pensive thinking about it type of deal. Um, yeah, no, he didn't commit. No. Um, He
1: didn't commit, but... And the main reason for that is just mom wants him to hold off. Not that mom's against FSU or anything. Mom's just being mom. um, I talked to some people close to Dante after the visit, and um, he doesn't want to be a kid that opens up his recruitment after committing early. And also, um, he's a kid that doesn't come from a lot and now has the opportunity to go see some things and meet some people that he normally would never have the opportunity to do. And... um, You know, his mom just kind of wants him to
2: take advantage of that. Yeah, I would actually add that mom seems to be very much in FSU's corner. She's very supportive of FSU. She's just playing the role of a smart parent. Um, Another lineman that showed up, Darius Washington. He's kind of a developmental type. He's from West Florida Tech over in Pensacola. Good frame, big body, decent film. I think he's a kid that Greg (laughs) Fry likely goes watch in the spring once or twice. They probably even try to get him back in camp and see kind of how he develops over the next few months. Anytime you're dealing with a bigger body, some of those kids can take a big leap forward and some struggle too. So I think Darius is one of those type of kids. You want to figure out what's his, next.
0: His, his film's a lot of fun to watch. If if guys have a few minutes, just type in Darius Washington Huddle and mm-hmm. uh, you can see technique needs a lot of a lot of work still, but he just pancakes a ton of guys. Yeah. Uh, I think he has offers from UCF, Cincinnati. So uh, He's a
2: kid that will play D1 ball, no doubt, yeah. just solely because of athleticism and frame. Yep.
0: Yeah, then the upside to get better. So yeah, he's he was I like that they recruited, had a lot of guys from Pensacola in on the weekend. Yeah. Like that's cool that Florida State's making a, a concerted effort to get them on campus and, and try to make that, you know, area a, a pipeline.
2: Well it'd been neglected for several for years sure. by FSU, which yeah. is foolish because it's you know a two and a half hour car ride to the edge of the state. So mm-hmm. you might as well recruit it. Yep. Um, one lineman who was on our list to show up did not show was Wanye Moore spoke to somebody who is close to Wanye and his family said that him and his mom were considering coming. It just didn't happen. They didn't get in the car, basically, for the person that was going to transport them. He, I was told, is kind of crushing on Tennessee right now. FSC's got a lot of work to do there. The relationships that were tight with a lot of Grayson kids were kind of spearheaded by uh, Charles Kelly and Tinos and Surrey were two of the main guys, and obviously both of them are now at Tennessee. So there's work to be done there. Adrian Medley's another kid that Josh had mentioned as possibly coming in. He actually came in a couple of weeks ago on a Friday with some teammates and his high school coach. He went to Bama, Mississippi State, UCF over the weekend. He wants to see a lot of schools, but he does have plans to get back to FSU. There's no concern with the fact that he wasn't there on Saturday.
1: Yeah, Uh, and I'll just add to that. I I put in a crystal ball pick for him, and I'm still very confident in that. As long as you know FSU, I'm not saying they wouldn't want him just because of this, but I'm just you know as long as FSU makes the effort and pushes for him, I think he ends up in the class. Um, Like Chris said, he's been to FSU, and he wanted to. He's been now kind of taking a tour of some other schools and his ride was going to UCF. So he went to UCF. I don't see anything more than that to
2: it. And we'll transition from O-line to D-line, but one last O-lineman I want to mention is Evan Neal. He's another kid. He went to Miami Nike on Sunday. If you're going to Miami Nike, you don't want to travel to Tallahassee on Saturday. It doesn't really make sense. Some kids did it. Dunmore did it. Yeah, Dunmore did it. But it's a tough task. And the bigger your body, the more tough it is because you're going to be in a car for nine hours. So he he didn't come, and on the flip side of that, Chris Bogle, defensive lineman, he also didn't come because he went. But Bogle literally mentioned on Sunday that he had wanted to go to Tallahassee, and he intends to return to Tallahassee in the near future. There was a report that it would be this coming weekend, but Josh had spoken to him further. And we think we'll be probably closer to spring practice. Well, March. I talked to him in, on Thursday, and he told me he has something set up in
1: March. And then I guess there was a report over the weekend. I still – I don't know if it came from our network or not. But, yeah,
2: it came, um, it came from Miami Nike camp, and it was our guys. Yeah.
1: I checked in with him again yesterday, and I said, are you coming in this weekend? Or are you coming in, in March? He goes, March.
2: So. That made me happy because I don't have to sit at the Moore Center on Saturday now. <laughs> For the first um,
0: second weekend in a row, time well spent.
2: As for defensive ends that did show up, it was a Josh,
0: good. stop typing. I'm Facebooking your article. Oh, okay, <laughs> keep going.
2: <laughs> it, Daddy needs those views. It was a good group at Defensive End that showed up. You had Mike Morris and Queshawn Fuller, both of whom are committed already. Derek Hunter, who's from Fort Myers, showed up, had a good time. Rambo
0: Hunter. How much do you like the, to it, have the wherewithal of like what Rambo is and apply it, and if, it's Rambo if Hunter? If you're 18,
2: willing to call yourself Rambo, and you live up to it to some degree, I'm good with it. I'm all about <laughs> it. Pretty bad, he's pretty badass. He's a bit nuts. I mean, not in a nice way. He is a bit crazy in some ways, but it's kind of fun. It's enjoyable. You kind of want a little bit of an edge to some of your guys, and he definitely has it. Cameron Williams, a Miami commitment, came up from South Florida. He's actually cousins with John Dunmore. And Lloyd Summerall from Auburndale came up. I think he was the guy that the staff was extremely excited to get in front of him. Obviously, Odell, super tied into the Polk County, Auburndale, those kind of areas. Done a great job of laying foot groundwork there. But a lot of other people have jumped into that recruitment. Um, Josh spoke to Summerall as he was departing, so I'll let him kind of jump off there. And then he can add his thoughts on the other DNs.
1: Yeah, Summerall and his family loved it. Um, they're in a real good spot with him right now. Um, They needed to get him on campus with all the attention he had been getting throughout the month of January. Um, He quickly became one of the most coveted defensive ends in the the state. So um, it was just really good to get him on campus. I know Dad liked it a lot. Dad's a character, man. Um, Summerall's dad is probably my favorite part of junior day. (laughs) And, um, yeah, Yeah, I, I just think it was a great start for his recruitment to Florida State.
2: Just add a funny side story. Some kids can sneak out at Junior Day and we don't see them, but the Summerall showed up. I believe in two automobiles, and at least one of them had in huge letters on the back window "Summerall." So their ability <laughs> to sneak away was not there. We would have seen that car leaving from Summerall right?
0: himself is, is he like six five, six six? Yeah, he's a big kid, six yeah. five. He
2: told me he weighed about two o three. He fluctuates from about two o five to two twenty. Um, but the crazy part is,
1: Dad's like.
2: His dad's short sure, and right? truncated. Yeah.
1: Truncated. His dad does not miss leg day, I can promise you that. He's got to be, what, 5, 11, 255 pounds of just bulk. So, different body styles, but.
2: Yeah, and on, on the other DNs, I talked to Cam Williams. He's a Miami commitment as he was leaving. He was a little bit all over the place. He did say he enjoyed it a great deal. You know, I think as long as FFC's in it with done more. they're going to be involved with Cam Williams. But there's a lot of DNs on the board, so it's kind of tough to figure out the exact pecking order. I don't know if Cam Williams is a guy that falls in that upper echelon of the pecking order right now. Um, Derek Hunter, we've talked a little bit about. I mean, Derek's fine. He walked out to Darius McKnight, the 2020 prospect from South Florida that committed um, their teammate. So he kind of jumped into that interview, had a good time with it. Derek's the kind of dude, if he walked out and told me he was the greatest school ever, I would believe him for about five seconds, because he kind of... He fluctuates. Every interview, he's going to be kind of high on what he's talking about. And with the three in-state schools, he clearly likes all Mm -hmm. three. He's interested in all three. I'm not entirely convinced he leaves the state at this point. I think there's a very good chance he ends up at one of the three. But, like, he was... Mm -hmm. He came out speaking very high of FSU, but I'm not convinced that they're, you know, sitting in that number one spot and distancing themselves. from I expect him at Gainesville this weekend. He'll be back at Miami. It's just how that recruitment's going to go. It's not going to be one of those that's cut and dry and quick and done. He's going to enjoy himself. You got any thoughts on Derek Josh? Because I know you chatted Uh, with him and Jadier. No, I mean,
1: I think um, he's going to play this thing out. Um, Some people – you know, I haven't put in a crystal ball. I feel good where Florida State's at, but I just know that this recruitment's going to be a ride, and uh, there's going to be some ups and downs and twists and turns. And he had mentioned that he wants to make his decision at the Army Bowl. So, um, you know, it, it, it's going to be a long recruitment.
2: And Quay I actually didn't talk to Quay Sean when he departed, but him and his mom showed up late, but it was good to see him back up here. He's uh, His body's reshaping to some degree. Mm-hmm. He's probably about the same weight as last time I saw him, but he looks far more in shape, like he's kind of solidified the core and whatnot, which is good to see because his body, like many kids that age when they're, you know, 6'4", 250-ish pounds, it fluctuates. It's kind of weird. Are they going to become very thick and heavy or are they going to kind of slim down and this is as big as I get? I think he's going to be a guy that's going to be a strong side DM. Looking at him, that's mm-hmm. what I took away. It was
0: kind of crazy that one thing the previous staff did so well was project, yeah. guys, and and for them to see that when they took the commitment was it a year ago yeah. from him, and to see that that's what they thought was strong side defensive end, and see that it starts kind of materializing. Is the the, the previous staff yeah. did a really good job with it. Yeah, and
2: he he's a kid that like bulkiness was going to come to him. Yeah, but it was a matter of how that bulk would be handled by his body, and that's what I noticed on Saturdays. He seems to be. You know he's not going to grow into a detackle mm-hmm. from looking at him. He's going to be a strong side type kid. He could grow into a D-tackle. His frame's built to handle that, no doubt. But he looks like a kid that can stay at strong side. Mike Moore, speaking of bodies, looks like an offensive tackle. But you mentioned that to him, and he he's not a fan of that idea. <laughs> but hat tip to him, he came in, he recruited his ass off. He worked mm-hmm. really hard on trying to get other guys to jump on the boat. He's an FSU legacy. He loves his school. He likes Willie a great deal. He had actually <laughs> come up previously to meet Willie and likes that staff. He definitely is a guy that's very much in their corner and does a good job. Many kids mentioned him specifically, speaking to him about, hey, you know what to do do something. Mm -hmm. D-Tackle, like group, it was our boy True Thompson. Another, and, another guy
0: who would recruit his butt and, off for State.
2: To credit True, he opened that door and he hustled to the car to make sure he wasn't getting interviewed, which I was, <laughs> I was fine with. I feel like I've known True for five years because we met him in eighth grade. Um, Height-wise, I don't know exactly what he measured in at, but he's not sub-six foot anymore. He is at least six foot. Um, he's grown. It's not a ton. He's not going to ever be a six-foot-five giant, mm-hmm. but he's growing a little bit. He's not the short eighth grader we met a couple years ago. He is grown. Um, you got anything to throw in there, Josh?
1: Um, no, True Thompson is just my favorite recruit in the 2019 cycle because his dad told me that he's a huge fan of the Big Three Roll Up. Yeah, so. <laughs> he
2: did. I also love True because True never smiles. His parents were, in fact, telling me that when he got his license, he didn't smile. I got him to smile and got a photo. Oh, yeah. So yeah, I, was, yeah. I was very proud of myself. That's how'd, been a three how, year how, effort. How'd you
0: get him to smile?
2: I, I cracked a joke about him never smiling and took a photo and, as he was yeah, laughing. There you go. So he's actually laughing, but it looks like a smile. It works. Um, linebacker group as far as 2019, fairly dry for this bunch. I think that will change. That's obviously a position F he's going to put a ton of effort into. Yeah. Best player there, in my opinion, Andrew Booth. I talked to him on the way out. Walt Bell offered him not too long ago. Harlan Barnett knocked it out of park with him. And after meeting and speaking a little bit with Harlan Barnett, I completely understand how that can dude, the, happen.
0: the hype is legit with Harlan Burnett. Yeah,
2: Barnett is a genuine dude who has a great way of delivering a clear message. And he it, what he wants to do on defense is clear. He wants to be physical, fast, mean, and get after it. And it, it just works. It, like, it clicks. Mm-hmm. Andrew Booth loved it. Um, Really hit it off good with him. Booth's a talented, talented kid. I think he's going to compete for five-star status. FSC is going to be in the thick of that thing throughout. They did a very, very good job. Another talented DB that was here was Devin Bush. Josh spoke to him on the way out, so I'll let him take that one.
1: Yeah, Devin and his uh, mom and dad came in on Friday. They said they drove in six hours. Yeah, Um, from New Orleans. Yeah, from New Orleans. He he was really just excited to be there, excited to see some new things. He said um, him and his parents discussed uh, getting out of the state And going to see some schools and the first school that he wanted to see was Florida State like I said earlier on some of these guys this is just the beginning of their recruitment but this will go a long way to say you know he takes a couple more visits um, he knows what Florida State has to offer so if we see him come back for camp then we know where Florida State stands with
2: him yeah a couple other DBs that were there DJ Turner talented kid also from the Georgia area he had a good time he's in no rush but FSU laid some good groundwork there. He's a kid I could definitely see coming back in the spring. Raymond Woody third, obviously he's going to be around the program all the time with his father being the linebacker coach. I actually went to see Little Ray on Sunday at a 7-on and spoke to him at length. Excellent conversation. He's going to evaluate a lot of schools. He has a lot of relationships both just from his recruitment and also from his dad's employment over the years. Coach Cooper at Arkansas is a guy that's definitely made an impact on him. Coach Denson, Autry Denson at Notre Dame is another guy, definitely has. But he really likes Coach Barnett. He knew Coach Barnett a little bit from his Michigan State days, likes him a lot. He was very excited when he got the FSU-DC job and DB job. And Woody's a guy that I think he might grow into a linebacker. But he can certainly play safety today. There's no doubt. He talks a little bit about corner. I think he's a safety or backer down the road. But The, he's the, a the ta-
0: perpetual Chris Ney thinking that someone's a safety. safety I know. I love moving guard, everybody to safety. Safety, safety know. or guard without I fail. Know. I have my faults.
2: But Woody's a talented kid. Nice kid. He got the offer. And it was funny because he was talking about, you know, I went into Willie's office and obviously he's known Willie a long time because of him, him and uh, his father working together. And, you know, had that conversation about getting an offer. Mm-hmm. It was like a serious conversation not just see, hey, I'm hanging out with Willie Taggart, mm-hmm. who is a family friend and a close friend and in some ways like a second father. Who And Little Ray is obviously really good friends with Willie Jr., so there's a whole lot of ties there. But I don't think he's a mortal walk to FSU. Do I think he ends up there? Yeah. But I, I think he is going to investigate other schools. He mentioned going to Notre Dame in early March to me. He wants to see quite a few other campuses. And I think Dad's going to let him do that. I think you know. I think that recruitment Dad is not overbearing with him. He's kind of going to allow him. He's a mature kid. He came mm-hmm. off very much as a mature kid. And Josh knows Raymond a little bit. He's played with Team Tampa before to move to Oregon, he might play with him again this uh, off season. So, you want to share some thoughts on Raymond, Josh? Yeah, um, he's. I
1: think he's going to end up being an outside linebacker. Like you said. Yeah, I'm not crazy. Uh,
0: or you say, look at
2: his
1: dad and the size and the frame that he has you know he's gonna he's continued to grow um he's in this weird spot where he wants to be a corner or whatever db um but i don't think he has i don't think he's athletic enough to play in that position um and i think he's gonna outgrow it so we'll see and as far as schools go i mean if, if florida state really wants him, he'll end up at florida state um we'll see what
2: happens and the last 19 kid I can think of is Travis J. from Madison just down the road. Travis didn't do an exit interview. I talked to him a little bit after he had left campus trading messages with him. He's kind of a quiet type, but, man, he's talented. He, he is criminally underrated by the industry. He's a three-star, I believe, on a composite, which is just asinine. If you've ever seen him play in person, you know he's a damn good football player. And I know the staff at FSU feels that way about him. He didn't come with mommy. came with assistant coaches, some teammates from Madison, Had a good time, sat down with Coach Barnett a little bit, sat down with Willie quite a bit. They made a good mark. I think if he returns with mom, he's the kind of kid that could pop. But Bama's trying to get him on campus. Georgia's trying to get him on campus. The big boys want him. They think much higher of him than the industry does. Um, So that kind of wraps up 2019. I'm trying to think from 2020, obviously they added the commitment from – Jadarius McKnight. Thank you for saving me on the name. Mm -hmm. I was having a moment there. And uh, I'm trying to think who else from 2020. You
0: guys to weigh in on Jadarius McKnight real quick and kind of what
2: I, d- I didn't know a whole lot about him when he walked through the door. I actually didn't meet him when he walked through the door. Um, there was quite a few Fort Myers kids that came in. I think they came in in two groups. We met one group which had uh, Derek Hunter in it and uh, uh, Little Curse, a 2021 linebacker. They offered to Rock Curse. Mm-hmm. And uh, another teammate was with them. But I don't Absolutely.
0: recall. <laughs> hey. Don't. D- Dynamite edition, Josh. Just now typing I can hear you typing like with one finger at a time and try to make it quiet. It's not yes. worse it's
2: not working. And then uh McKnight made it in, so he's in there, it pops, you know, we're chasing him down, I get contact with him, then he comes out and we meet him. Mm-hmm. Kid was uber excited. I mean he he it was one of those moments he kind of relished for his whole life. He wanted that moment and he got it he's an FSU kid through and through damn good athlete though this film's very impressive Mm -hmm. Um, I've never seen him play in person obviously would like to do that before talking further on him but I like the film I think he's a safety all day and I think that's what FSU thinks he is too Yeah,
0: just the the little highlight film that I watched this morning quick feet and uh, big hitter so yeah yeah, there's there's something to work with there Uh, let's see is there anyone else with 2020 anyone else we want to go over before we uh, we kind of transition out of this
2: um, no, I mean, I can't really think of anybody else. There are a lot of guys there that they're going to evaluate. John Trell Oliver's a linebacker from Central Florida, Gibson 10, kid they like, they get offered. They'll evaluate Dominic Hill, who I mentioned earlier, wide receiver from Orlando. Bron kid did the... Oh, yeah, yeah. Little Bron was there. They're handling their recruitment a little different. They're very quiet about They're going to basically do the, we're looking at 10, we're looking at five, we're looking at three. They're not going to waste people's time.
0: And that's oh, an offensive lineman from Suwannee, oh, yeah. and his dad's a really good offensive yeah. lineman
2: He's coach. the younger brother of Parker and Trey Braun, who have both played at Georgia Tech, and mm-hmm. his dad's an O-line coach. I believe his dad played at West Point at Army. His dad looks like an O-lineman all the way. He's a very good coach. He used to work at Lincoln. I've known his father for a long time. He worked at Lincoln years ago.
0: I knew him when he, he was at Osceola. He was at Osceola.
2: Now he's over at Suwannee here in Florida. And uh, the youngest, Braun, is no doubt the most physically gifted Braun. I mean, he looks like a million bucks. He's twenty twenty, but he looks like a kid that should be starting on an o line in college today. Braun's
0: a pretty perfect last name for an yeah. offensive lineman, too. Um,
2: but yeah, FSU's done tough. a good job there. Odell, there's a lot of good ties to Odell with that group, with that family. The father's very high on Odell. He brought the kids over for Louisiana Monroe when Odell was the head coach for that very reason. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're taking a very business-like approach. They're not going to rush. I definitely think they like FSU a lot. I think FSU's going to be in it. I think Greg's made a good first impression there. But they're going to, you know, they're going to look at USC was a school that I remember his father mentioning. And there'll be others. Georgia Tech will be in it. But I think he's a kid that's going to end up at a better football school. You no, know, not to Georgia Tech, but a more traditional football mm-hmm. power than a Georgia Tech. Um, but academics matter. They're a family. That, that's always been true. That's a big reason why the other two brothers did go to Georgia Tech. And it does matter to the little brother. So... Damn good looking football player. He's a great kid. I, I feel like I've seen him forever because keeping up with Trey and Parker's recruitments, he, you know, he's kind of always in the background when they Mm -hmm. were young or a few years ago. So he's a good one. Anybody else for you, Josh? That really stood out. Yeah, or that you think might get an offer down the road, or a guy that you know. Who were the two kids from IMG? Uh, that came with Dante, they were J- J- Jaleel McRae, who's a linebacker. He's originally from New Smyrna Beach area. He's a top and, 100 recruit. Yeah, yeah and he's class. a good linebacker. He's a kid I think they're going to definitely look at further. Um, and Britton Allen, who's a defensive back, he was originally at Lake Highland Prep in Orlando. Probably more
0: of a safety than a cornerback. Yeah,
2: well, I don't want to turn everybody into a safety. I don't <laughs> want to be known as Yeah, guy. I don't know. The only thing that they seem like they
1: lacked was maybe some size, right? Um, but I was told that they both thoroughly enjoyed the visit, and had they been offered, they were ready to commit. So, um, you know, we'll see. I know the staff is going to evaluate them further, but they could end up joining the class at some point.
2: Yeah, and one last kid for me would be Jamarquis. Jam- it's spelled like Jamarquis, but he's oh, right. Jamarquis Johnson. He's from uh, Nashville, Georgia, Berry High School. He's kind of hidden there. He's 6'4", 205 pounds, and he looks like Hampson Harrison. And they... Literally, when I'm interviewing, them, I'm asking him what FSU told him. They basically told him you could be our next yeah, Hampson Nazarene. <laughs> so it was it was pretty funny. He's Which is a,
0: funny because we don't know what Hampson Nazarene is yet. <laughs> yeah, but
2: he he's an impressive physical kid. He's actually listed as a receiver, but FSU likes him as a defensive back. They offered. He only had Southern Miss before FSU. Like I said, he's kind of hidden at the school he's at. Um, he's gonna be big time. He's good. He really cool. likes FSU. I actually put in a crystal ball after they offered. And then in 2021, they offered Terod Curse, Fort Myers' kid, Curse family. You know, they're all kind of freakish, it seems. He's 5'11", 185 in 2021. So, you know, he's a linebacker if he grows a couple more inches. The, the film's very good in the physicality, certainly there. He just needs to continue to grow.
0: So so let me ask you guys this. Looking big picture, Josh, I know you're going to be working on a, you know things you think, things you know uh, stemming from this uh, What's one thing I guess that maybe you picked up or learned in that about how FSU is going to recruit under this staff? Is there anything that kind of was eye-popping for you? Mm, no, just a
1: further uh, I, I should say I got a closer look at how they're going to develop relationships okay. and, um, just the way that you know they created those kids at the door yes. I think kind of set the tone for the day um, I know I've talked about this already and put it in the live thread when it was going on but like that was a major difference and I think that just kind of encapsulated the way that the staff is going to recruit they're going to be aggressive um they can relate uh but not only do they relate to the kids but they relate to the parents because they're because while they're young I mean they're still like in their 40s so you kind of have them relating not only to the kids but also to the parents and I think as excited as the kids were there, be were to be there, so were the parents,
2: which helps a lot. Yeah, and one thing that jumped out to me, I talked to, uh, I believe he's an assistant coach from South Florida that brought some kids up and knows a few of the other kids that came up. And he he's familiar with FSU. He's been here before. His school's dealt with FSU, and he just said it's night and day from what he dealt with with the old staff and the new staff. He said with the old staff, if he had a kid who was elite, then, yeah, FSU loved them. We heard them all the time. He said with the new staff, FSU's been very much about building a relationship, asking about the kids, you know, inviting kids that are probably not FSU material to camp and inviting kids that are definitely FSU material to be around often, including Junior Day. And he said the uh, inside when he was in the building, in the moor, in the stadium, in the president's club eating lunch, he just said the interaction and the dealing with the people, better involved with FSU was awesome like he he was he spoke very glowingly of it and he's a guy that he has no FSU tie he doesn't love FSU he's not an FSU fan even but he was very impressed by
0: it. yeah th- this staff and this not even from a recruiting standpoint but just starting to get to know them as they kind of arrived and, and it's a really well-rounded group, mm-hmm. uh, different types of personalities. Uh, you feel that they see the big picture of what what this is, and they, they appreciate that they're at Florida State too. They
2: play well off of each they other. They do too. very
0: well. It, it's there's upside. You can see clearly why uh, why FSU's administration pushed for Willie Taggart and his Shh. vision. Uh, we'll see. This is still the honeymoon phase, but but I think Florida State is putting something together that that could end up, you know get them back to where we saw them the last yeah. few years. The, the it, potential it, is certainly there with his staff.
2: You, you got... I mean, Loss of Vito is a guy that does a great job behind the scenes of organizing stuff, but David Kelly, receivers, coaches, you completely understand if you've met him and dealt with him and spoke to him and interacted with him at all from a recruiting perspective. There, It's clear as day why he was going to be in that role if a he was not an on-field role. Yeah. The, as like a general manager. Yeah. I yeah. mean, it's clear as day. And FSU's in good hands. Like, mm-hmm. I walked away from... But the uh, signing day stuff and this junior day and having interacted a little bit more with the new staff, very, very impressed by their ability as recruiters. Mm-hmm. We'll see if they can coach. That's obviously to be determined as a group. You never know till they do it on the field. But as recruiters, as men, as being able to deliver a message for Florida State, I'm impressed. Yeah. I, I think they know what the hell they're doing, and they can do it at a very high level.
0: It's going to be... I think a lot of top 10 classes for Florida State, and that's being, I think, conservative. And I
2: don't find it fake or, like, obnoxious.
0: No, this this it, this group literally is— It's comfortable uh, and easy. Yep, I they're guess legitimately I uh, thoughtful of where they're at. Like, they, they understand the tradition at Florida State, and, and they appreciate it, and that's something that comes across in recruiting early on here. So.
2: Any, any deep thoughts from Josh Newberg? I'm going to guess none. No, <laughs> he just completely spaced out. No, just in general, just <laughs> like your grand takeaway from the last, I guess, sixty days of dealing with these guys from a recruitment mm-hmm. per- perspective.
1: Yeah, it's gonna be a top five class.
2: Yeah, I, I think there's a fair chance of that between needs and targets. Yeah. Yeah. I agree.
0: Last question before we uh, before we sign off, Chris. Why, why would it be that you have glitter on your nose? It's been bothering me for the last
2: 30 minutes. I don't no, <laughs> know. Oh, there's no strip clubs <laughs> in Tallahassee, so I rule it out. The only thing I did last night was go to fermentation lounge and I was with Snoone, so he knows everything I did there. Um, <laughs> mm. I have no clue. I, I cleaned out the family car. Maybe one of my kids dropped glitter in it. Okay. Somehow landed on my nose. I don't know. I
0: just, just thought maybe there was a cool story. I had no behind clue it. there was glitter <laughs> on my
2: nose till this moment. But we're we're, I'll give it we're, all for we're, you. We're losing the audience because we're losing Josh. Josh is the audience. All right. No, well, I'm here, man. I'm this. Let me tell you how excited Josh was every time somebody mentioned a big three roll up as they walked up. Parent, I'm talking parents and coaches and people that brought the kids. I was surprised.
0: I think it's disturbing that parents are listening to that shit. I love
2: that True's dad listens to it because True, I mean, they come off as very prim and proper people in a good way. And I was just kind of humored because it's so different, but it's like checking out, man. It's like relaxing.
0: Look at Josh's. You guys can't see it over the podcast, but he has become more engaged over the sky (laughs) since the big three (laughs) (laughs) roll up was brought up. He took it off of pause. The camera zoomed in. No one can see you. So I don't know why you're giving yourself extra face time. He's like a proud dad. He is. He is.
1: Thompson's father actually DM me yesterday just to let me know again that he was a, he was a big supporter of the podcast and, um, we had another, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll talk more about it on the podcast, but yeah, there it's are some, some inappropriate comments made toward me, um, about the big three roll up that I found hilarious, but inappropriate nonetheless by, by some coaches from Pensacola. And yeah, I mean, we're, we're, we're worldwide. Um,
0: no. Okay, Chris, end it. This is getting ridiculous. End we're, it. Finish,
1: this is, a fam- this hey is guys, this off.
2: This is a family week, show.
1: We're, we're going to have Kiwan Ratliff on. We're going to have Andrew <laughs> Ivins on. on. And maybe even Kevin Patrick. So tune hey. in. iTunes SoundCloud Thursday morning, 7 a.m.
2: You, try, you trying to get Kevin that uh, Miami job?
1: <laughs> uh, I'm working on it. Got Larry Scott the job last time he came <laughs> on a day before he was hired. So... <laughs>
2: all right good times we'll be back uh as far as recruiting goes you know they'll have some kids in here between now and spring practice but when spring practice rolls around they're gonna go hot and heavy with getting kids in front of them oh
1: the other thing uh we get a lot of questions on the message board about when the next junior day is and florida state's not gonna they're gonna try to get kids on campus any day of the week that they can but i think the next organized junior day will be the first day of spring practice so i wrote that on the message board yesterday but um
2: we get a lot of questions on it. so Yeah, and spring practice kicks off March 21st, Pro Days the 20th. Um, right. I think 21st is a Wednesday, if I'm remembering correctly. So I would presume around the 23rd, 24th is when you're going to see a lot of kids roll in Because yeah. you know that's the weekend. But they will have some kids that first day because it also falls in line with some spring breaks. FSU right. and Leon County spring break is a week prior, for example. So good times. Thanks for listening. Love you all. We'll talk to you later. See you guys.
0: Bye. Bye.